You've got an idea for a business, the store of your dreams. There's just one thing to figure out, everything. That's why Shopify's all-in-one commerce platform makes it easy to sell online, in person, and everywhere else. Sell on social media, source products with an app to get that first sale feeling. It's the only solution that gives you everything you need to sell everywhere you want. So when you're ready to bring your idea to life, power it up with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash listen. Let's go back to last week, first and foremost, uh, and just get your overall thoughts on the game we did, but also the other games around the area with teams that advanced or, or got bumped out. What caught your eye? I, green still catching my eye, how they just continue to find ways uh, to do it with all they've battled through this year right. with injuries and with skilled people. And, and I think you and I had talked off the air, Kenny, that we're starting to see a little giddy up there uh, on their defensive side, which is really what carried them a couple of years ago. And we're starting to see some uh, identity there as they um, come into uh, this week's game. I still like them. I, I like what they put out there. I'm liking what I'm seeing uh, from Glen Oak, the way they just finished the season. They could have had a letdown somewhere, and maybe their eyes got a little too big and said, oh, we're better than what we think we are. But they're a focused group, and they're playing together. And I think they've won five in a row now coming into the playoffs. And I think last week during the playoffs was their first win in, what, 10 or 12 years, right? something like that. So it's great to see stories like that. Um, it was sad, but I expected it uh, when Alliance went out. And I, I think if anyone's disappointed in the Aviators this year, it's the Alliance Aviators themselves because I know they they really had their eye on the prize and things just didn't unfold the way they thought it would. And I love what we're seeing in Lake and how they took care of business last week and showing us not only do they have skill, which I think they're showing they have more skill than a lot of people think, it's just they are still one of the best front sevens in Star County football and maybe in Northeast Ohio. They are always somebody to contend with. They're always uh, physical. And those are just a few of the, the teams that come to mind and looking forward to things as we progress into a week 12 here. Yeah, Nate Baker, the touchdown maker, right? Last week you talk Man. about uh, in a low-scoring game at halftime, uh, you know, he kind of took over. They got him in space, and, and they let him go, which was a smart move uh, by Dan DeGeorge, and uh, he combined for 250 all-purpose yards, was our old Carolina Barbecue Player of the Game, our WHBC Player of the Week, and three touchdowns uh, in that victory, Bells. And uh, we're getting ready to prepare for our banquet coming up, right? Uh, he's got to be on somebody's team. I, I don't know, running back, wide receiver, all-purpose guy, defensive back. I mean, you talk about a kid who's had a hell of a year and really uh, – emerged as their offense over there at Lake. It's Nate Baker. Oh, no doubt. And as you said, everything you just ran down there and categorized, that he fits somewhere. Yeah. I mean, he's too good not to fit somewhere. And, you know, I think of the blue streaks overall to how, you know, it, this is a kid that really wasn't tagged as the give him the ball guy until about week three. And look how he ended so strong and what led the Fed in rushing. And I look at their team overall. We always talk about teams and question uh, the two quarterback system. Well, look, look look at last week when Jarvis got hurt right. uh, in the first half, and now your rotating quarterback comes in, Kabowski, and does a great job uh, to finish out that game. It was really a, a fabulous effort, I thought, by the Lake Blue Streaks against a Perry team who was focused on them. They wanted to show that first loss wasn't the real deal. Well, it ended up being the second loss was the real deal as much as the first one. They're gone. Lake moves on. 
Great point, Bells. You mentioned Glen Oak. They went over Lorraine 16-7. to And how about Adrian Milk Burt having the flu, a la Michael Jordan, isn't even at the stadium when the game starts. He comes in uh, at halftime and then plays the second half, and and they score, what, both touchdowns, I think, uh, with him on the field the second half. That's Rudy. That's Hoosier. That's the water boy. That's everything. Just rolled into one there. What a, what a story! I mean, did somebody write that script? Yeah. When I heard that, I, that was hard to believe. But that that is so special that a high school kid does that. The coach puts the helmet on him, sends him out there, and he leads the charge to pull out the victory. That that is things you never expect, and when they happen, man, you just have to stand and applaud. That was fantastic. Yeah, another fantastic win, a walk-off winner on the road for the Hoover Vikings. An 11 seed goes into Columbus, beats DeSales 23-21, and Kyler Miraglia showed up with a touchdown run. Mason Ashby with a 90-yard kickoff return and uh, an 8-yard pass from Carson Durland, and they shocked uh, R.J. Day, Ryan Day's son, who's a freshman, and their quarterback. That's a huge road victory. You talk about a team that's gotten better as the year's gone on, and that's why I think Friday's game against Green is going to be an excellent matchup, a rematch of when Green beat them 41-34. I think we'll we'll have something similar to that, don't you? I really do, and, and you hit it on the head, too. You go on the road yeah. in week one against a, a pretty storied program down in the Columbus area, and you come back with that win. And, and we talked time and again that Brian Baum, Sometimes it takes a season when you're down on the offensive line and kids are getting hurt and you're just not clicking in in a manner you need to to have a, a very consistent offense. It all comes together at some point. And you talk about kids you can't keep off the, the all-county team. What about Ashby? Right. I mean, we saw him earlier in the year. You hold your breath when he catches the ball because he has a chance to go pylon to pylon at the blink of an eye. That's a very special young man. What's even more important now, I think we're starting to see the overall collective unit for Hoover on both sides of the ball really come into play and complementing each other, offense doing their thing, defense setting up the offense. And don't look past them against Green. They could very well pull up this game. Yeah, I know they wanted the rematch. They got it. Uh, let's give some it. love also to the McKinley Bulldogs. We were going to uh, you know, sit there and debate, okay, what, what team's going to show up here last week for McKinley against Strongs? Well, they yeah. lost two in a row. They haven't scored a touchdown in eight quarters. Well, I think they were behind early and then rolled to a 37-13 victory over Strongsville. Good to get that bad taste out of their mouth. Now they've got St. Ignatius this week, Bells, and that's our WHBCSports.com streaming game of the week. Give me your thoughts uh, on how you think they'll stack up against a down year for St. Ignatius. Well, you know, and it's not the Chuck Kyle years, and you were exposed to so many of those, Kenny, over the years. Yeah. Um, you, you've seen them play. I've seen them play. They're always – a, a good disciplined unit, but when you run down their schedule, and I get it, it's a tough schedule with the molars on there and the, and the mentors and, and so on and the Hobans, but to see them get just slapped and shut out in probably a good four of their games in the regular season is unignatious like Let's put it that way. They don't have overwhelming numbers on both sides of the ball. They tend to hang in there, right. and I think that's the key right there. If you let them hang in there, with their discipline, they're going to make a play somewhere that puts you on the back of your heels and puts you in a situation you don't want to be in. This is a game where McKinley can really prove that, okay, we've, we've put everything in the rearview mirror. Our guys like Quincy and Dante McClellan and Keaton Rohde and, 
Nino Hill all have to step up. Every week has to be their best game. And if they can do that and they can do what they do on defense, they're in this one and they can pull out a victory. But, and you know, the other thing, Kenny, when's the last time you said, hey, three and eight Ignatius is in, is in the playoffs, three right. and eight. Yeah. And it's just something you don't hear. But for them to be there and to be in week two, you never, ever look past that program. Yeah, don't turn the ball over. Be disciplined. That means no yeah. no fips, fumbles, interceptions, penalties for, for McKinley, yeah. and they'll have a shot at Tom Benson Hall of Fame Stadium starting 7 o'clock Friday night. Maslin rolls over Central Crossing. DeWan Owens, how about this? Known for his running, right? Well, guess what, yeah. everybody? Nate Moore wanted to show to uh, all the teams out there in D2. He can throw the ball as well. 341 in the air, four TDs passing as they outgained Central Crossing. 458-47 to 47 last week, Bells. You know, it's frightening to think of the numbers he would have put up this year if he played a full game each and every week. Yep. There were so many games he put in two quarters and just, cheered on his teammates from the sidelines. I think his numbers would be staggering, uh, running and throwing by the end of the year. He's a talent. Just when you think, okay, close him in, he can't run. Then, As you said, all right, put it in that left hand, let it fly, and he's as good as anybody we have seen this year, if, if maybe not the best uh, when it comes to making big plays in the big moments. For me, there are two guys that are the ultimate dual threats in, in- uh, the county this year at quarterback, and that's the one Owens, and we're going to do the uh, other game this Friday night, and that's Canton South as they beat Northwest last week, and, and Poochie Snyder, the all-time passing yards leader in Stark County, over 10,000 yards, uh, and racking it up, and, and may have another 3,000-yard passing, 1,000-yard rushing season uh, again this year, and Bells, both Maslin and Canton South now 11-0. and Both are the number one seeds, and we're hoping we're going to see both of them uh, come November 30th, December 1st, and December 2nd uh, at Tom Benson Hall of Fame Stadium playing for a state title. Wouldn't that be great? Oh. Uh, you know, you mentioned Pucci, and what a class kid, class act, no ego. Uh, you said the same about DeWan Owens. Yep. A, a great kid on and off the field. You see that with Pucci. You know, obviously, he comes from a family that – provides good food to him because they did to us, his <laughs> grandmother. And uh, he's just an amazing young man. He's a joy to watch. And, boy, if you ever just pull out your cell phone to hit, hit record, make sure that thumb's on the button because at any time he can do something really, really spectacular. And it's going to be a tough test this week. I think Bookville, you know, remember last year, Kenny, Bookville was, um, lost their first three of the First four of the season. Okay. This year, they lose their first three of the season. Yeah. Last year, they run off seven in a row. They go into the playoffs. They take out the number four seed in Woodridge. The following week, game that we did, they took out uh, Northwest, the number five seed. Here we go again. Uh, they, they take care of business in week 11. Now they take on Poochie and the Canton South Wildcats. I think this is not. This will be the best team, I think, uh, Bookville's seen offensively all year. But this might be the most physical team that Canton South has seen all year. Okay. All I right. just, these, kids, these kids get after it. And you've seen Bookville in the past. They're athletic. Yeah. Uh, that game last year had no rhythm whatsoever against Northwest. And at the end, it was their defense that just had everyone so befuddled that Northwest couldn't get the ball in the end zone. They forced turnovers. They had a pick six in that game. And if Denny's numbers are correct, they have 16 interceptions coming into this game Wow! Uh, on Friday night. And four of them are pick six. 
But then again, I think they haven't faced the, the caliber of Apucci. They haven't faced the caliber of um, the wideouts he has in Castle and Wilson. And I think it's really, really crucial that Rome Cox runs really strong between the tackles to make all that other dynamic uh, even more prominent. I look for a Wildcat win. But it's going to be a battle when Bookville comes to town when they get into Week 12. Dan Belfort joining us here on the Kenny and JT Show, radio voice of WHBC football and basketball. And he'll be calling the game Friday night uh, at 7 o'clock between South and Bookville. A couple of other teams we we got to give some love to, Bells, uh, as yep. they have advanced. Sandy Valley goes on the road uh, and gets a win, 42-21 over Lakeview. Nick Petro uh, with three TD runs, and then he turned around on defense, had a pick six ran it back 80 yards so uh kudos to brian gamble and sandy valley yeah. for uh, improving to seven and four and playing in week number 12 i think so too um and here you mentioned the feature here's another quarterback yeah who can throw the ball who can run the ball how blessed are we this year in this county to see the caliber of kids we're putting out there by far though sandy valley's toughest opponent this year in lake county perry they're, they're averaging about 39 a game they're giving up six points a game uh, they'll bring it, and there there has not really been a game where their competition has been in the game. I know Sandy Valley and, and Coach Campbell's kids will bring it to them. They really will. Let's just see if they can weather the storm over four quarters. And we've got to mention Trucker Linda Smith and Central oh, yeah. Catholic. And I was hoping this matchup wouldn't happen until later uh, in the bracket. But here it is, the second game of the playoffs. And it's number one, Kirtland, the number one seed there uh, in Division Six, Region 21, taking on the eight-seed Central. Uh, and Dan scoring Boren last week, uh, four catches, 94 yards, a touchdown, 12 rushes, 121 yards, uh, a touchdown, I think. He had a hook and ladder play where he ends up scoring. They pulled out all the stops. Now, uh, I know uh, Brennan Betts was injured last yeah. week. Hopefully he's able to go this week because I think in order to beat uh, Tiger Laverty's Kirtland squad, they're going to have to have everybody as healthy as they can be and play their best game. This is going to be a tough second-round matchup for Trucker, but, hey, He's not shying away from it. He told me, we told our kids, we were going to play them eventually, so why not now? Hey, just the earlier the better. Let's get this out of the way. And by that, I mean, let's get this out of the way and surprise and shock the world, win it, keep moving forward. I'll tell you, they get past Kirtland. Yeah. It's going to be really, really interesting uh, for Central Catholic. And to come on, trucker and the kids. You know, I was just looking at something, too, Kenny. We talked about the late game, the big walnut late game. Yeah. Both of their seasons ended last year to the Maslin Tigers. Mm, they both right. were exiting the playoffs last year with losses against Maslin. It's following that direction again. Uh, one of them are going to win this game, obviously, and move forward. The Tigers just keep decimating everybody in their path. So, uh, again, playoff time, man. Uh, just sprinkle the infield, as you guys say, and just let us sit back and enjoy this. It's going to be too much fun. We love doing it. And also a shout-out to Mel Vern as, uh, in D7, yeah. Region 25. Uh, Jared Witherow uh, still slinging touchdown passes all over the place. The Hornets are 10-1, and and their matchup this week is number 13, St. Paul. I know nothing about St. Paul, but uh, go Hornets. Well, they have a long name. That's all I know. I know nothing about them either. And let's just hope Malvern with the shorter name. And I love that they're nine and one. And you know those kids are proud of what they've achieved. And now's a chance to just take it one more. You know, it's one. What do they say? How they eat an elephant? You take one bite at a time. 
So let's take care of this business in week 12. Let's get to week 13. Should be a lot of fun, Bells. Have a great call on Friday night. Uh, look forward to uh, being back with you guys. I'm off this week, but uh, the following week, and hopefully we have a bunch more uh, games to pick from with Stark County teams. Can't wait, Kenny. Uh, have a great weekend. We'll catch up to you next week. Sounds great. Dan Belford checking in with us here on the Kenny and JT Show, talking high school football with you here and breaking it down as only Bells can.